Hale Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another Herd App Productions podcast of a Wired Access. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. To my left, we have eighth grader Yano Jones, who has a offer from NAIA champion let me say that again champion and the first middle school to have an offer from iowa western his father yano jones as well welcome guys how are you doing today doing great doing great so yano you obviously are a multi-sport athlete what's your favorite sport my favorite sport is football football yeah what brought your love to football what's the first thing you think you can remember back for the football uh probably seen a lot of videos and pictures of my dad doing it it just, I don't know, I just like it a lot more. Okay. But even though you can play the basketball and, and do all that, yours is football. Now, obviously, you've taken part in some of the big camps around here, but also away from here. What's the number one thing you remember in your Vegas trip when it came to FBU? Probably people getting a bunch of reps in a competition. It was it was fun. And so when you don't know many of the kids, did you do it with your seven-on-seven team? Or just yourself, just yourself. Just me, yeah. So when you know no one, what is that feeling for you as an eighth grader? I mean, it's like you got like really nervous, and it was just about like they were like cutting you in the line and stuff, and you gotta take action and just don't let them do anything like that. Take what reps are yours. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've also been around a lot of athletes, not only as of high school athletes but you've been around some college athletes and pro athletes. What does that atmosphere help you and drive you to be a better player? Uh, just like seeing their accomplishments and their like achievements and how well they're doing in like the pros and college and stuff. It like drives me and makes me want to be where they are. And do you understand some of the things that they're looking for and what they do? Yeah. What's, what do you think is probably the number one thing that you really don't like to do, but you know that you got to do? Like, working after practices and like coming home and then working because I really want to be on like video games with my friends and stuff, but I know I got to put in that work. And and so when you talk about this work, what's some of the things, obviously you brought up the video games. How do you get your friends to understand that at a very young age? I mean, a lot of them don't. They just, I don't know. Have you ever had a kind of stick up for yourself of like, hey, I know where I want to be and what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. And what's kind of the reaction you get? Like, like, all right, do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always yeah. good that they keep you involved. You know, the biggest yeah. thing that I always say, we can always be so busy. Just give me the mm -hmm. invite. And let me tell you if I'm busy. Now, obviously, besides that, how does it school work and the working out extra? How do you keep those things in mind? Obviously, it's eighth grade. So it's not super hard. Seventh, sorry, going into eighth grade next year. It's not super hard, but it is. It is something you have to be challenging sometimes. Yeah. So usually um, I get most of my work done at home. And like him and my mom are always asking me if I have homework because they like want me to have homework. 
but most of the time I usually don't because I get it done at home and then I just work out and just go to bed. So, and yeah. so then you just took on some of the quarterback role as some of the things that you've been working on. Yeah. Obviously, being a playmaker on the wide receiver, how does that impact your quarterback vision? It's a little bit weirder, but I know like how I would want to catch the ball from a quarterback and where I would want them to put it. So I like know both sides of the ball. And yeah. And if obviously playing quarterback, playing wide receiver, what's your favorite position on defense? My defense is probably like safety because I like getting picks. Now, do you understand also how that safety can roll around to the opposite side. The only reason I say it is I did go to a different camp, had one of the top quarterbacks in the area, and I watch him in this DB's drill, right? And and they're in a position, so they're not like just rotating or anything of that sort. I see him in the position, and he's doing DB. And I go, you don't look comfortable. You don't look like you're the top player in this facility. What are you doing? He said, I'm just trying to get better at a position that I have to challenge. So when you think of the defensive side, how are you going to get your aspect of what they have to do? What's some things that you think you, you're going to have to do? Like sometimes when I'm on the offensive side and like I'm doing offensive work and they're doing defensive work, like hopping some of their drills to see what they're trying to doing, what they're trying to do to stop me from doing what I'm trying to do. And then I can try and avoid doing that now Yano he's he's talking some words that are obviously putting his progression higher to obviously get a offer at a young age now I've interviewed two baseball players that have committed as an eighth grader to their colleges one at Nebraska one at Florida State now obviously by time he got to a senior which is this year Florida State's coaching aspect is whole different there's no one there so now he's going to LSU how do these offers at a young age help you help him to understand what is really happening beyond the game? Well, what it does is, is it puts a lot of things in perspective because we have those conversations about sometimes playing for the college because you never know what the, what the end result may be with the coaching staff because there's a lot of turnover. You know, what they say at some of the highest levels is just every three years, you know, each coach starts to get a gray hair. And so what I have, what I, what I make him to understand is to work hard in whatever position that you're doing, whatever position that you play. And so we, when we do drills and skills, we do it for both sides of the ball. So he's, he's prepared that he's going to be an athlete. Um, and we keep that mindset of focus on playing uh, the position that you're supposed to play and focus on learning the skills that you need to learn and be a, be coachable, listen, watch, and then do what they ask you to do. And so I think that's one of the things that has helped him to be successful. We've we've taken him to the highest level of, of, of football that you can be. Uh, he's seen so much, so much football at a high level that he understands the focus, the concept, uh, and he is a, a the the son of a, a of a father that that played and coached at a high level. And so I think he thinks on a different level as well. And I think a lot of the college coaches that know him uh, know that. So like when Scott Stromer called to offer him. You know, he he called me and said, can I offer him? I said, yeah, you can. What? You know, why not? You know, what, what, you know, he's going to have to work for it and continue to work. I think this is going to make him understand what level, what he needs to do to get to that level, to continue to get to that level. Because when we think about Iowa Western, that's all they do is put guys out at, at the highest level. I mean, they have a wall of fame now with NFL guys, and they haven't even been in the junior college ranks for 
for that long as some of these other ones. And so he's doing when when Scott Strohmeyer calls you, you know, that's a big deal. Well, I mean, when you speak of Iowa Western, obviously they've been on a show where they were supposed to be the laughing stock of the right. show, and they actually ended up beating that team. Yeah, were you know out of Kansas, so you're seeing obviously the growth there. As a father who's played it, you've seen it, you've done it. Did you ever also think maybe he might enjoy a different sport? Mm-hmm. What's that? And 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 is there a sport that maybe you and mom might like seeing him play over football? Yeah. Um the the sport that uh, that we love to see him play is basketball but even more than that what i'm most proud of anything is is his academics um he was just um added to the national junior honor society uh he's got a 4.0 uh but most of all he's just a good person he's very humble you wouldn't know that he's got some of these things and i have to brag and boast for him because he doesn't like to talk about it and i said you know what Nobody did it for me. I never had that opportunity. I said, I'm going to brag and boast. You sit back. Uh, you put in the work because if you're putting in the work, you're going to get to where you need to get to. And nobody can the be mad at you. The work will do the talking. The work will do the talking. And nobody can be mad at you because you've been putting in the work. Yeah. I mean, when I tell people all the time, like, I, we got field turf in our garage. His footwork, his back pedal, brake plant drive, and his, and his routes, and his stemming, and his stacking – that's where he does it. So he's, he's probably going to be ahead of the game when he plays other people. Now we got other things that we need to work on, but uh, these are the things that he does at nine o'clock, eight, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night when everybody goes home and we still have a little bit of time. And he'll say, dad, can I go out there? And, and, and I won't deny him, but I also want him to be a kid too. So we, we provide those opportunities as well. But I just think that being surrounding him by those high level athletes, when I work with them and I train them. And I think that's why I continue to do it because I knew that I wouldn't have to push him. He would just see what they were doing. You know, he talks to Caden Helms every week at Oklahoma. He, uh, he talks to Luke Lindemeyer uh, at Nebraska every week. And, and those guys are his big brothers. Yeah. And so they talk to him every day about getting better and focus and, and your commitment level and where you need to be. Um, but, you know, th- those things are, are areas that I'm, I'm very proud of him because he, you wouldn't know about him, even his friends. He don't talk about sports. He like he'll be playing video games. He won't even his best friend is, you know, he, he doesn't even play sports that much. He just they play video games. So when he comes home, he's playing video games. This is the funniest yeah. thing ever. He's uh, what is, what's your favorite game? Minecraft. 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 I don't understand Minecraft. Sometimes. <laughs> and he's in there watching, the, you know, the YouTube videos. Oh, on, Dad, yeah, I'm putting it out the there, baby. So, so when everybody think all he does is sports, I'm like, nah, he's nah, like he this. He gets to be a kid. I, I get it. You know, no, I think the hardest thing as a father, when you've played sports and you've lived sports and you still had a little childhood, obviously ours is yeah. different than theirs. We were out on bikes. We were yeah, out till the lights sure. come on. It's hard to get mad at a kid when they work extra and they just want to play a couple hours of yeah. a game. Sure. You know, as long as they know how to distinguish the difference mm-hmm. of one, the talk is obviously hard on the game, you know, because you're going to be around people that aren't have the same mentality as yourself. Mm-hmm. So being able to distinguish those things, what's some of the hardest things for yourself? Obviously, your dad's an administrator in the area. Every time you're around, all eyes are on you, whether it's a, a teacher <laughs> Uh, a, a coach mm-hmm. how does that feel as, as an athlete but also just as a person like does that help motivate you to be who you are like a little bit and then like 
it's kind of hard sometimes to like try and not do some of the things that my friends do, but it just kind of, I kind of gotten used to it now and like trying to stay away from most of those things. Like when I'm around people and when I'm not. Yeah. Cause I, I could tell sometimes obviously like at some of the basketball games and <laughs> oh, stuff yeah. like that, like the boys want to act up and then you see little Liana just kind of staying back mm. to himself. It's always hard to be the person that, that other people don't know the examples. They don't mm-hmm. always have the role models. Do you have any friends that you kind of help be a role model to and kind of show them how to be a better person in general? Yeah, I have, like, a couple of them that are at, like, my school and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and what's some of those challenges that you do, you have with that? Like, some of them, like, try and, like, I don't know, just, like, make fun of stuff in the hallway and like goof around and stuff. And I like tell them like, no, I don't do that. Cause you get in trouble. There's like cameras and stuff, you know, when I get in trouble. Yeah. And setting the reality for them. So now obviously you're also looking at an adventure of doing a little bit of mowing. Yeah. What is that? How does that transpire <laughs> into everything that you do? Like, is that a little relaxing time? Cause I could tell you, I own a lawn company. It's mm-hmm. relaxing to me. Yeah. Cause it's just you the grass and your headphones, no one else, but the end results goes right back to anything else that you do in full time, whether it's sports, video games, and academics, the end results are there for, for seeing, how does that feel? So like last year I used to mow with like a push mower and I love seeing straight lines and like line it up and seeing everything like perfect. And then getting paid is like a little bit extra. It's fun. But this year we just got like a push mower so we're learning how to do it. And one time, like two days ago, I we just had, there was like a little bit of extra glass in, in the yard because we had cut it a little bit too low. And so we were raking. I was like, Dad, I'll be done. He's like, no, you, you got to do this 100% because we want to do that like how we're going to do life. So we stayed out there for like an hour raking up the yard and making sure that it looked clean and stuff. With the zero turn. So what? Oh yeah, with the zero turn, you got to be careful. Even though it yeah. says zero turn, that's only if you want rut turn. Yeah. You got to do the three-point turn if you want no mm. ruts. But that's neither here nor there. It's more of the life lessons that you're continuing to learn. You're continuing to grow. If there was a position on the football field that you've never played before but you really wish you could do, is there any of those on offense or defense? Uh, I want to see what it's like to be on the line for a little bit, like just going against – six seven 300 pound dudes i just want to see what it would be like to do that see what it's like yeah so when you say something like that the reason that that really hits home for me in a good way is because the understanding of who is your protection the struggles that they go through and i think if you can build around yourself and keep that front five dedicated to what your goal is and understand the goals the leadership will take over. And what I mean by that is, is as we had an interview earlier with Coach Bober, who coaches line, mm-hmm. offensive line, confidence is hard. Mm-hmm. The want to is hard because there is no limelight. What's some things that you've seen at a higher level that's going to help you make sure they understand how important they are to you? Because obviously you've been at some big games, the Sugar Bowl and all that. You see what those skilled players have to do with these linemen to make sure they understand what's some of those things like how much work they put in off that they get recognized for like all the how the like all the tears cuts and all that stuff that they have to go through to 
protect their quarterback and everybody who gets the ball, I feel like it's a lot. And they don't get to score touchdowns. Yeah, just occasionally. They pick six. <laughs> occasionally. Though. Yeah, it's always like the fun when game. they get the line, right, and involved. So when you think of all the games and all the things that you've went to, what is what are some of the best things that you're taking from these things? Um, I see a lot of techniques that are used. Like when we go to, like, the camps, they have drills that are going to be done at camps, which we use during – training so that way we get ready for it like when we do go to the camp we already have done it and like be good at it and then when you're an influencing the people around you what's some of the things you can do to help them want to work harder i show them the stuff that can happen when you do stay out of trouble and like get good grades and work and like the stuff that you can achieve from doing that now, unfortunately, one of the things is is you can't follow in dad's footsteps with yeah. one part of the goal. That's college. Everybody loves to follow in those footsteps. As far as you know football, you can do it for school, anything else. Is there any school that you would kind of dedicate that as part of that? You know, is there any outlook that you're already looking at as an eighth grader? Obviously, the opportunity, you've seen a lot of different styles, Kansas State, Kansas. I mean, you've seen – uh, so many different schools around here. What what's is there anything that's kind of pulling you to like a school? Um, their locker rooms. I really like like having fun with my friends while them like being in football with me. It's like some of the locker rooms that we've seen are crazy. Like they have video games, bowling alleys, and stuff like that. I just really like the locker rooms. So what he is saying for those who think that they know, you have no idea. The amenities matter. Yeah. The amenities, the atmosphere, feel at home, right? Especially if you're going to be hours away or 45 minutes away. Who knows where it could go? When you think of where you are today and you're obviously getting closer to high school, what is your hopes for high school? Are you still trying to multi-sport? Are you looking to kind of hone in more? What What's your aspect of multi-sport athlete? When I get to high school, I think I want to stay like a little bit more on the football side, but I would like to be on varsity for both teams. I feel like that'd be fun, just the atmosphere and stuff like that. Gotcha. And then, Yana, when you think of your son coming up through the high school mm-hmm. and, and getting to that level, obviously the years have gone fast. Yeah. What's some of the greatest things that you're seeing on and off the field from that. I mean, obviously you've touched base on a little bit of um, his work ethic, but it all comes back to what you guys have been teaching, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's just knowing that a, he's going to be a good kid. He's going to work hard to have good grades. Uh, and then he's going to work hard in whatever he does. So if he steps on that football field, he's going to give a hundred percent. He steps on that basketball field. He's going to get a hundred percent. If he decides to run track, he's going to get a hundred percent. So, my biggest goal for him is whatever he does, he gives, gives it a hundred percent. He's got some opportunities that dad didn't have and mom didn't have. Uh, he's blessed with, with, with resources to be able to do some of these things that a lot of kids don't have. And so I really make sure that he understands the blessings that he has to, to do the things that he wants to do. But give it 110%. But most of all, just be a good kid. Just be humble, you know, uh, be nice to other kids. Uh, he makes me proud when he does that. Like I, I, the people don't, people haven't seen some of the things that he does uh, with some of the programs outside of sports that he does when he's working with other students as a mentor and, 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 and doing some things like that. Um, that's what I'm most proud of. And so I know that him being a good person 
will correlate to him being a good athlete, will correlate to him being successful, whatever he wants to do. You know, he might wake up and say, Dad, I don't want to play sports anymore. And guess what? 4.0. We'll figure it out, right? We'll figure it out. Get good grades. Get a full ride in academics and 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 be an engineer, be a doctor, be a lawyer, or whatever it is that he wants to do. He can go pick up trash. Doesn't matter. He can cut grass on his own business. That's right. Whatever he does, just give it 110%. And don't lose it. That's don't right. lose it. Yeah. Well, and you brought up a good thing of of mentoring kids and mentoring other. My my oldest, she's now about to graduate. She went to Papio South. She's gonna be a, a teacher either in the special education or elementary education. Yes. But the one thing that all my kids have seen and done is everybody to them is the same as far as whether you have maybe a mental aspect, whether you have a uh, ability that you can't do. Have you ever been around anything like they have all play baseball? And I don't know if you know what that is, but that's one thing that like really hit home for me is it's work kids with disabilities, whether in wheelchair, mm-hmm. a walk or anything like that. They play baseball, but obviously they don't get to play the same baseball that you or I play. And the baseball team that we did it with, we get to help them and push yes. them along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in that aspect that you've kind of seen around or, or that you've been a part of? Yeah. So when I was in elementary school, we had this uh, thing like kind of like that, but it was for like kickball. And so like I got invited to that with my friend Ben and we just had a great time. We like got pizza and like there's kids from all around. Um, the Papillion Elementary Schools, and it was, we just had fun and played kickball. He's one of his best friends. Yeah. Heck yeah. And when, you, and when you say this, Yano, obviously, how do you let him know, because you've experienced where what you're experiencing today yeah. can be gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. and use something like a Ben situation where I, it kind of relates I, back? I, well, I remind him. I remind him every day about me being a cancer survivor and telling him not to take life for granted. Like, it's a real thing. Yes. It's a real thing to know that, you know, his father had to go through chemotherapy and stuff like that. Like, I tell him, like, understand that you're blessed with all these opportunities. Give it 100%. Man, it's it's uh, it's one of those life lessons that you can't, like, I can never say I know what he's talking about. Right. You either you have mm-hmm. or you haven't. The only thing that I could ever say is the only experience that I've ever done is death in the family. That's the only thing I can relate to it. So when you look at all this stuff that your dad's went through, what's the number one inspiring thing that you've constantly keep at the top of the mind of why you work so hard? Uh, Probably for my grandma. She had passed away when I was like 12, like a year ago. And she's like one of my biggest inspirations. So I go to the NFL and stuff like that. That's deep, man. That's, and, and it's, Nothing wrong, and it's always better to know that she's up there watching and, and looking over you to see you succeed. So when you have that pressure, how do you relax yourself out of the pressure? Uh, I just think about my family and the stuff that I want to do in life, like when I have kids and stuff like that. Awesome, awesome. Well, obviously, you did a local camp. FBU came from Vegas. They came here. You had a lot more of your friends involved this time, a lot more of your teammates, stuff like that. How were you able to set the example at that camp? Because there was a lot of kids that you still didn't know. Mm -hmm. What what was some of the things that you did to kind of set the example? Um, 
a lot of them, like, sometimes we were talking online and stuff, and I had to tell them we got to stay focused because it's, like, a camp where you could get, like, invited to, like, All-American and stuff like that. And I had done it before, so I know, like, most of Joseph we were going to do now, except I was in the quarterback position, so it was a little bit different. And what was your thoughts of the quarterback position? Obviously, um, for some, they go, oh, you got to be with Casey Thompson. To me, that's a great role model. No matter, no matter whether Husker, not a Husker. No, that's right. How do you handle adversity? What's some things that you might have learned even from him? Um, I learned like you learn like a lot of skill stuff, like how to like read the DN, like options, a lot of footwork and keeping the ball up and ball placement stuff that I hadn't really learned before because I never done quarterback training or been a quarterback like that. And yeah. And when you know, of course, the quarterback mm-hmm. regiment, that's not something you're specialized in. Right. How do you find help and what do you think is the avenue you have to go because mm-hmm. there are some good quarterbacks around here, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're teaching what is today knowledge. Well, it, it starts back with, with Daniel Kalen. See, when he was a eighth grader coming into his freshman year, I did some work with him mentoring and then some training, maybe not quarterback training, but just athletic training. Cause I said, you gotta be able to pick up the first, the first down with five yards or 10. So we worked on a lot of that, but just kind of seeing some of the things that he went through, some of the things, some of the camps, uh, some of the individual uh, coaching that he received is some of the things that I'm going to have to do with Yano, and we're going to have to get him out to Florida, Texas, and California. We talked about Elite 11. We talked about uh, there's a young, uh, there's a young man that worked with a lot of quarter, got a lot of young quarterbacks named Danny Hernandez out in California that uh, has asked for me to to fly Yano out there to to get some work in. There's some things with Yano that you just can't teach that I didn't even think of because I didn't want to hear about the daddy ball. You know, there's this thing called daddy ball yeah. uh, that a lot of my friends and teammates and, and peers said that Yano has it. He's got, he, he, he's got the eye, he's got the ball placement, he's got the arm, you know, Yano don't fight it. Just, just put him in that position and, and, and let him thrive. Once he picks this up, he, he's going to take it to a whole different level. And I never forget. It was funny because Abdul Muhammad uh, who who I look up to as a really good athlete uh, that played for the Huskers that was with uh, the Nebraska elite as well, was one of the individuals that come up to me and said, man, that boy, a quarterback. And then Keith Mercer and Dwayne Harris. And so all these guys that know high-level quarterback and and focus and, and the mindset were like, Yano, why are you fighting? And I said, well, it's so hard. This, the politics are real. The money that you got to spend to get him in, in that position is real. If you look at some of those quarterbacks, a lot of those guys come from a lot of resources. You know, and, and they pay a lot of money because everybody wants to be a quarterback. I didn't want to be that dad. Yeah. You know, until, you know, what happened was, and I'm going to tell you how, how it snuck up on him. Well, we got ready to go down to Atlanta and he was playing kickball and tweaked his, his quad. Well, he couldn't run. Well, we went. We, so there's two or three <laughs> touchdowns a game and seven on seven. But it was really like a twinkle in my eyes. Like, yeah, I got him now. So I'd put him at quarterback. Well, he gets out there and I'm not lying to you destroys a couple of teams, especially this team from Tallahassee who had a pretty good team. I forgot what they call 805 boys or something, but he did so well against that Tallahassee team. Number one, they didn't realize that he, that was only his first or second time playing quarterback. (laughs) Number two, they was like, who is that kid? And I never tell anybody that he's my son until after the fact, because I want them to see him for who he is. And I'm telling you the dude called me and said, Hey, can he come play? And then they, they put a highlight film together, and that's what I said to him. I said, Yano, this is this is a God's sign that you're a quarterback. I mean, you have it. Yeah, you can play wide out. Yeah, we can put you out there. But 
sometimes a good leader, you're smart, you're patient, you're kind. Uh, the kids look up to you and they appreciate your friendship. That's a quarterback. That's a leader. That's a leader. Yeah. And you're natural and you don't even try. You're just a good person with a good heart and they happen to be a good athlete. And so just everybody kept telling me and I was trying to fight it. I still kind of fight it, but it's like, ah, you know, let's do it. And he's, you know, he, 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 so he, we put him at quarterback. He did very well. The next game he did very well. And it's just kind of growing on him. And now he realizing what he can do and what he can achieve. If he just puts his mind to it to say, I'm going to step up and handle the pressure and deal with it and go. Cause that's what he was afraid of the pressure. And I said, it's going to be pressure playing wide out too. Might not be a oh, pressure. Yeah. Put it in your hands. Oh yeah. Cause if, if it touches your hands and you didn't catch it, yeah, you already know what everybody's But what you going to do if they can't yeah, throw it to you? What you going to do if they can't throw now. it to you? You know, I told him the same thing. And that's they said to me too. And I said, well, y'all know, what if he gets somewhere and they ain't got nobody to get in the ball? I said, yeah, that's true. So what if you, if you, if you look right now and you think of that, injury that you had what's some of the mental things that you were thinking of then what's something i mean obviously you weren't able to just go run a, and do whatever oh yana want to do oh um so it was kind of annoying because i didn't want to play quarterback at all i just wanted to catch touchdowns and stuff so i was like really mad i was trying to like fight through it and do warm-ups and i was like i can't do this no more so i just switched to quarterback and then yeah and now you're seeing it all go what what what's your thoughts on that i mean is it eye-opening is it something that you're like okay now i'm seeing what others i mean because it is hard to you can either be a a a humble or you can be a guy who eats his own hype and creates his own hype and obviously i just don't see that in you i haven't seen it in you since i've ever met you or talked to you i mean you don't walk around like you're you walk around like a kid you walk around like you're enjoying what you're doing what's that like for you um it's like I don't know. I just I never thought that I would ever be a quarterback because I always thought I'd be a receiver because of my dad. And then I started playing quarterback. I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. So I like stayed at it. And then I started getting like way better at it. Seeing you got the ball in your hands every time. Yeah. So now the play goes through you. The The feelings go through you. The energy you bring mm-hmm. is how do you get them to match? So you obviously changed to that role. What's some things that have possibly been a struggle when it did come to the competition side of it um, that you've had to deal with it was like a lot of it was how like i'm not very good at like getting it like all the way downfield like i'm pretty accurate but like getting it all around field was like a little bit harder for me so i had to learn to throw it earlier before they could get all the way down there that way they'd be able to catch it and um I footwork, I needed to work on that a little bit because I usually didn't. I just took one step back and then let it fly and stuff like that. And so this weekend, what was the number one thing that you took away from that camp? Footwork, like this three-step and five-step and and stuff like that. And so, of course, looking at yourself, people are going to go, okay, you're not tall enough. You're not big enough. How did? What was some things that possibly even Casey might have even helped you out with some some words on that part? Um, Staying focused and making up with that with like hard work and – work ethic and stuff like that well i, w- I want to say that i appreciate you coming on the show one to give an aspect from a kid that's growing up through already done with seventh grade football going on to eighth grade football um and then obviously going through the fbu being a top gun performer what did that mean to you um and what are you hoping to achieve from it um i want to learn like a lot more about quarterback when i go down to the top gun 
and have some really good competition there because it was a lot better for me to get the Top Gun invitation like when I was in front of like the people and stuff because last time we got it like thinking that I didn't get it and we were like just like at a movie theater and then we got it when we were in Vegas so it means like a lot more to me to get it there in front of all the local people well you know your story is going to be awesome to watch it unfold slowly rolls it's going to head in the right direction obviously keeping your grades right keeping your mind right keeping your style right dad what is it like to know that i mean he's just that much closer to those goals that you guys are setting and and what are you what are you what are you hoping as a father that comes out of all this i just hope that he continues to understand the focus continues to understand the commitment level gets out in that garage when nobody's watching when everybody's asleep and he puts in that work because that's what it takes. And I always think back to wishing that I had a father figure around to be able to do, provide some of the things that I provide. And so I let it be known to him all the time. Like there's kids out there that don't have any, nothing that you have nowhere near. Are you going to take advantage of it? Are you going to, are you going to utilize the resources and opportunities that are presented to you? If you do, it'll work itself out. If you don't, you're going to be sitting back like some of these kids thinking, saying shit, it could have would have because that's what some of them are doing right now. And, uh, and, and it's one of those situations where I'm trying to prevent that from happening by saying, you know, guiding him because a lot of parents will say, well, you got to let him do it. Well, sometimes that don't work. You know, you've got, we got to guide some of our kids and make sure that they're going in the right direction, you know, because if something fails and it, and, and, and it fails, you want them to know that, look, I provided opportunity, provided a guidance. And it's for okay you. that it it's failed. okay. It's okay that it fail. It's okay that it fail. But keep pushing, keep working, and I think it'll work itself out in the long run. So when you see some of the pro answers, there's some good, some bad of it. I'll take the Giannis one for the latest one, where someone asks, "Did you feel like it was a failure?" Now there's a good and a side, a bad side to failure. It was a failure because I never reached my goal. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you learned a lot through it. How do you distinguish yourself at a young age to understand the difference between failure and learning process? I feel like failure is when you fail, but you don't give it your all. And learning from it is like when you give it your all, knowing that you gave it your all and failed, but you could still learn from it. It's something like that little that makes someone at a young age well beyond their years once again, I appreciate Yano Jones and Yano Jones <laughs> just given the story of with the right follow, the right leadership, the right dedication to yourself, anything's possible. Still a lot to go, still a lot to grow. Dad, what are you going to do for the eating regimen for him so he can get up? Or does he already scarf food and everything at the house? He's, he's probably like how I was when I was uh, his age, very selective. Don't eat a lot. That's why he's skinny. Um, <laughs> so we, we almost got to kind of find something that he likes so he can eat it. So he'll be he'll want to eat it. I mean, I was the same way. I tell my wife because I know I don't look like it now, but I was built just like him. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I graduated from high school, I was 6'2", 160 pounds. So a lot of people... Don't you know they see yeah. this and they don't yeah, know? They don't know. You get what to a certain age. Do. When you get to over thirty six, then you start kind of gaining a poundage because you can. You before I could just eat whatever I wanted to eat anytime, any day. Then your metabolism slows down, right? Yeah. And then I look like this, so I always have to tell him like 
he's because he gets worried about his body image. I'm like, bro, you, you're gonna be good because it's <laughs> not gonna it hit. It's not gonna hit you until you hit. You know, so eat whatever you want to eat. How you want to eat it? But obviously, we want you to eat healthy. Yes. You know, but uh, I think that worries him sometimes. He's like, Dad, I don't want to look like you, and I'm like, I don't want you to look like me. But you know, you gotta you gotta put some meat on the bone. Yeah, you gotta get some gotta muscle. Eat. more muscle. It helps with your muscle. Yeah. Well, once again. Heard at production, Wired Access, DJ K-Dub Omaha, Yano Jones, his father, Yano Jones. I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you next time. A Heard at Sports Network production. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.